Can Trojan and you successfully defeat the enemy and rescue the people of the world? You control their destiny. Chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Sam. And today we're talking about um, our very first game of 1987, guys. Happy 1987. Hey, hey, what a great year. (laughs) Are you, do you have any memories of 1987? Uh, I have no memories of 1987, if that's what you're asking. Oh man, that must have been, it was a lit year. Yeah, Uh, totally lit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, all the kids were saying lit in 87, um, or Cowabunga, depending on how you look at it. It was a regional thing. I think the Turtles actually weren't until 89, though. Or were they 87? I think they might have been 87. Who cares? Both Who of those cares? years are also... The Turtles are just both associated... both blackout years, so I'm not sure. Yeah, they're associated with the <laughs> 80s, the Turtles, but really, uh, they have nothing to do you know with Trojan. Happened? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Trojan War happened in 1987. That, that is true. Oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, and this game is based off of that war. No, it's actually... Uh, Trojan is a post-apocalyptic future where you are a Trojan warrior... And you have to defeat an evil dictator who's also, like, pretty easily accessible, I guess. Like, if you're able to just, like, march <laughs> through, his, through his chambers to uh, get to him. And also, everyone decided to take all the scrap metal around them and, you know, burn it down into metal armor. Because they're all dressed like knights. And what else are you going to do in the yeah. future? Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, very like, and some people are like centipede people also. <laughs> it's not like there's just a shop where you would just buy your armor, you know? Like, they had to melt down the... But uh, why... Like, th- this is just the thing about... Like, I dig the, the post-apocalyptic thing, but why did they... They decided to to smelt everything down into swords and shields when, like, there's enough melee weapons to choose from. Like, you could use a baseball bat with 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 nails and. Stuff, Am I the only one also struggling to think that, like, in a post apocalyptic future, future being the key word there, yeah. that people would not resort to melee weapons? Like, they would have they'd figure out guns, guns pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, like, guns like, will be laying around. We came over that hurdle. Like, or the fact yeah. that several Volkswagen Beetles survived the apocalypse because <laughs> <laughs> they're like the only car in the background. I mean, have you, you noticed know, that? I, I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. But I will say that in general, it took me a really long time to find out that this game was post-apocalyptic. Like, until I read the manual, I it's didn't just like, oh, this is a real bad neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's only really apparent when you play the arcade version of this game and you actually see, like, the more clearly defined skyscrapers being, like, destroyed and everything and, like, actually seeing the buildings look like reminiscent of buildings in the 80s but destroyed. Yeah. That I, I mean, was, like, still... Got that? I didn't. I didn't quite get that. I don't know why. Okay. Okay. I'm just maybe you know, obviously like... I didn't think it took place during the Trojan War either, which hopefully our <laughs> listener doesn't think anymore because you led them on, Sean. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry, Sean. Do you want to take us through first impressions? Um. Yeah. My first impression was, uh, I this just feels like a much more polished version of Kung Fu at first. Um, which is really funny that you say that because that is my like exact first words. Kung like, Fu. Out of play. Yeah, like just like Kung Fu. Like I felt this game right away and I was like, wow, this is just like Kung Fu. I don't yeah. know if I would have said more polished, but. It was more polished in that at least the backgrounds had some flavor and uh, the the enemies had more, I guess, resolution in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one was hugging you in this No one, one was hugging. There was no serial hugging. Um, <laughs> but they did. It was still very much like the, the there's going to be the. Uh, 
the standard enemy that just bum rushes you that you can just att- you can just hit once and they go away. And then there's the one that will walk up to you with within like a couple meters and will like throw something at you. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the AI was very reminiscent of it, um, except this just had a lot more. Not a lot more, but more things to do. I felt more prepared, though, going into this game, having played Kung Fu. Yeah, right? I felt like, oh, I know what to do. It almost felt like a mixture of Kung Fu and Ghosts and Goblins, I thought. Yeah. Maybe because you're in and you're still in Knight's Armor. but That's a good way um, to think about it, too, though, because, I mean, this is the same exact Capcom that brought us Ghosts and Goblins not, like, two months before this. Yeah. And then another thing that they share is they share that uh, sort of overworld map that they preview. Um before the start of each level, which I, I always like that to to give con- context to what you have just played and are about to play. Like, I think that's a that's a fun feature that they've introduced into it. Sam, any other first impressions? Um, for, well, I have I had like a couple a couple first impressions that hit really quickly one okay. after one after another. Lay them on me. First is like, wow, this game looks really cool and it sounds cool, and so that's first. You know, just pure visual. Then gameplay. It's like, okay. I can move around in many different ways. I can jump, I can crouch, I can shield, I can use my sword. This is too many things to do at one time. Even the um, shield, you can like diagonally hold the shield. Are you serious? Like, yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. yeah, you do up and to the right. Actually, I, like... I got a little overwhelmed with the controls at first mm-hmm. um, and then continued to be overwhelmed by them for the rest of the game. But um, uh, yeah, then after that, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of like a mix between Ghosts and Goblins and... Um, uh, Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I definitely agree with uh, that assessment. Though I would say this wasn't, this didn't give me that like extremely difficult vibe that Ghosts and Goblins gave no, me. No, but if, for like in the sense that like guys just keep coming at you if you don't keep moving. Well, I mean, even that map, you see, like you know, you have like stages one through six. You see the map, and it's mm-hmm. like that's very reminiscent of uh, Ghosts and Goblins as well. Though the map isn't really like. Doesn't really matter. Detail. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but at least it gives you a, a, a sort of idea. It lets you know that it's like this is where the game is going to end over here. One one gameplay feature that I would like to add to the comparison, though, is the um, well, obviously the, the health bar. That's a very kung fu thing, and I feel like that that's just going to continue to be a thing in this genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice that it's like also not a one hit KO yeah, or exactly. in Ghosts and Goblins gets a two hit KO. Like it is nice to have a health bar as opposed to like, you know, every other game that we've seen from Capcom so far in 1942, uh, Commando, those games were one hit deaths. Yeah. But like uh, like Ghosts and Goblins, there sort of are two modes, not not two modes, but like if you if you get hit with a certain attack, I think if you like trip over like some sort of orb and you lose your weapon and armor and it's similar to you've lost your uh you've lost your armor and ghosts and goblins but you're not quite as helpless because now like the the, uh the fighting mechanic mechanics just change right right, right. i like that there are like two uh modules yeah i was actually like kind of startled the first time that that happened though yeah uh because you're using your shield to block this like what is it that's like a glowing orb something along those yeah yeah. i mean different things do it so i guess like i was thinking of the um the generic red enemies Mm -hmm. uh they knife throwers yeah but sometimes they'll throw a glowing orb thing instead and if you try to block it with your shield you'll lose your sword and shield and then you'll have to be like, you know, using melee combat. And I just thought that, that was interesting. But I do like that they give you the option right away of like, hey, here's a, here's like where your sword and armor are. So go grab them. You know, yeah. it wasn't like you're screwed for the time being. Like, <laughs> play through the level until you find it again. Yeah.
Speaking of finding things in levels, uh, this this one had like a really cool thing that Kung Fu never had, which was like actual like exploration of the levels, and there were like little secrets here and there. Yeah. If you little Mario them enough. Super Mario Underground worlds, yeah, 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 the sewer thing, which had incredibly hard boss fights. Uh, <laughs> that hopefully you would just grab the high jump boots and say and see ya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean you you don't really get rewarded with anything other than like a point bonus, and yeah, in these kind of games, I can't stress this enough, like. A game like Balloon Fight, 1942, those you play for score, you mm-hmm. know? A game like Ghosts and Goblins or Trojan, you, you, I'm not playing for score. I'm trying to beat those games. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky to, to get close to beating those games, let alone thinking about, like, oh, I'm setting a new high score. Like, yeah. I, I do want to state, though, that I don't want to toot this game's horn too much uh, as far as exploration goes, because aside from just seeing some clearly marked sewer grates or... Or the, uh, the thematic equivalent in the other levels, um, you're, you're basically just walking in a straight line the entire time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, no, but there's there's like keys to find in different like in the later stages. There's keys to find that open up like different grates. So this way, you can like access the next part of the level. So like, I thought that was okay. kind of like it was okay. interesting. Again, it is kind of like all in front of you. It's not like go in the shop, you know, like it's not that advanced, but it's still like, it's a little more thoughtful than just the Kung Fu line from A to B. Right, right, right. Yeah, walk to the stairs. I (laughs) forgot about that. And then the little 10-yard fight, (laughs) stair walk. (laughs) Let's just talk about, I guess, like some of the enemies. First off, I don't know why I thought this, but... The generic enemies, like the ones in the um, in the melted down armor, you know, yeah. like in the gray and red, I thought they were like they all look like women to me. Did oh. anybody else have that? Like, no, no? I don't know. They, they look like they had like <laughs> yeah, they looked like they had chests on them, and I just didn't think that's just. Dope. I was like, this is weird. That it's like an all female army, with the exception of the bosses. But I mean, maybe they just have. Maybe they're all just wearing breastplates. I don't know. Gotcha. Like, okay. So we, <laughs> we'll disband that then because I'm completely wrong. And I'm, I'm just for the record, I am completely wrong. If you play the arcade version, you know, which the graphics are like a lot better and kind of like a weird looking like clay like look to them. Clay like? Uh, yeah. Like it's still 2D, but the pixel art is done so nice oh. that they look like... Um, you like know, claymation. Yeah, I don't want to say 2.5D. It's not even close, <laughs> you know? But it looks so much nicer than what the NES version is giving Interesting. us. Like, it's, to be honest, I'll get to this later in the episode, but, like, the arcade version's a revelation, uh, for really? me at least, yes. But let's talk about some of the, uh, you know, the more unique enemies in the game, the bosses. Uh, there's, and you guys probably don't know these guys by names, but there's Armadillon. That guy sucks. <laughs> the yeah. big man? The, no, Ar- no. <laughs> Armadillon is the guy with, like... Yeah. He the sewer like guy. A, yeah, he killed me a lot. Yeah, yeah, He's, um... He just rolls up in a ball. He rolls up in a ball, but what kind of animal... He's like an armadillo, I guess. Yeah. But like, <laughs> <laughs> no? I was like, what animal am I thinking of here? Uh, okay, it's an armadillo. <laughs> uh, yeah, he rolls up in a ball and stuff, but, like, I just found... I thought he was very cheap. Yeah. Oh, very, yeah. Well, yeah. also, your jump isn't great, you know? Well... Yeah, your jump isn't great at all, especially because it's mapped to the, to the up, up button, button again. Yeah. No one has learned this yet. Uh, That's the, just the thing. I think that one of my big criticisms of this is that there's just not enough, like, intuitive buttons. On, like, well, the NES is missing a few buttons yeah, as well. If, like, if, what like, would, if you have to have a block and a hit button, where do you map jump? Yeah, I mean, it yeah. makes sense, but it's just, like, just not... I, I guess know. that's right. But um, I, I think that... I don't know... How you're this like thrown off by the by the uh, uh, 
control design. No, like I, I get that up is jumping. It's like that in a lot of games, but I'm just, for whatever reason, it just messed me up in this game. I mean, I will say that I was not blocking like intuitively. I just didn't decide to block that often. Mm-hmm. I felt like I would rather just jump over these things. Yeah. Um. So I never really played the game correctly because I was only blocking when... Uh, I was fighting a boss, and I felt like I needed to. Yeah. But you know what would change the game, how though? I did. If you did, like, let's say you had, like, an 8-bit do controller or something, and or, like, a Super Nintendo controller even, and you were able to, like, map, if you mapped the up directional button to, like, X or Y instead, yeah. you know, like, assuming you had that, mm-hmm. I think that would change the game. I think it would make it easier. Because yeah. it, it, you wouldn't have to, I feel like, because you can move and sh- and kind of, like, you know, plan your strikes, Mm -hmm. it would be a difference to not have to, like, shift to the up direction and just be able to do it with an input. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But, you know, that's uh, that's not an option here on the NES. Uh, And it was also, just for the record, jump on the arcade version is also the joystick up. So it it wasn't there either. There was no jump button ever in a version of Trojan. Oh, wow. Okay. That's that's disappointing. So uh, that that was Armadillon, I guess we were talking about. <laughs> we really just talked about jumping. But it, no, it's true because Armadillon is a boss that pretty much requires your timing of jumps. And yeah. so if it's going to be hard, because you're, you're going to take two uh, two hits of damage if he rolls past you. Uh, he hits you twice, actually, as you go by. So that, that's pretty detrimental to your health. And Very much so. He only has a small window of opening before he goes back into the ball. So wasn't a big fan of him. Another one who shows up pretty early, Goblin. Uh, that's the guy who, oh. uh, with the blue hair and the red vest that's, like, torn apart. <laughs> so he doesn't have, like, a, a punny name? No, he's just Goblin. Okay. And uh, he'll, he throws, like, ninja stars, I guess, or whatever that would be, like, like screws? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. If they can smelt armor and swords, they can smelt ninja stars. Okay, good. So it's ninja stars, and, uh, you know, to be honest, I didn't have that tough of a time with him. I, I, I actually preferred him over Armadillon. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, it's just an easier pattern, I think, that it, and you don't have to anticipate getting hit twice. Right. Um, but that those are the only two that I beat. Yeah, those are the only two that I, I don't think I beat Armadillon. I did beat Goblin. I had to look up Goblin because he didn't. He just didn't sound familiar. But yeah, I Armadillon messed me up. So wait, have you been able to see Goblin? Like, are you recognizing Goblin? Yeah. Okay. What do you think of him? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> nice guy. No, he's, barbecue keep, on the weekend. Keeps throwing, keeps throwing stuff at me. Know. You know, so I don't like that very much. Tell you who I wouldn't have a barbecue with on the weekend. Later on, as you go through the different stages, and I mean, there's some other bosses, too, that like we're just going to gloss over, really. But like, there comes a point in this game where you hit the end, and then you hit the end, and then you hit the end. <laughs> like, this game gets crazy on the back end of it, because uh, eventually when you get to stage four, which you know isn't the end... You uh you wind up going through like uh this escalator uh, elevator sorry elevator battles <laughs> where like you, you just pretty much like you could fight everybody or you could just get to the other side take the elevator down and go to the next path. You can just e- evade everyone. Evade you'd have to kill at least the person directly in front of you, but then you take the elevator and go all the way down. Oh. And then at the end, you fight Trojan, 
You you fight yourself? See, that's where I'm confused, well, But the box said that you control Trojan. Exactly. And so uh, thank you guys for this great segue where we were actually looking at the back of the box right before this because I always read the back of the boxes to start. And I was like, how can you control Trojan if, like, the villain is Trojan? And it turns out that, no, he's like a rogue Trojan soldier just like yourself who's now joined the, the- the, the bad the, the, guys, the, the evil dictator guys. So huh. now you have to like you know take him down. That kind of begs the question: like, what do you mean Trojan soldier? Right. Like, yeah, I know. Right? Like, why are they called? Tro- I don't know why yeah, it's called Trojan. I, I can't tell you guys either. But um, you know that was there's no development uh, interview for why they went with the the Trojan thing. But I, I, I guess it's like yeah, it's world building. Yeah, <laughs> we can, can imagine that somehow like maybe it's, it's environmental storytelling, Mike. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Sean, who's the guy in Mass Effect 3, um, the Asian guy that everyone hates, who just showed up in that game as, like, the boss? Kai Lang or Phi Lang? I remember Kai, yeah, I think it's Kai Lang, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, this is what Trojan actually is (laughs) in this game, because you think he's, like, you know, like, oh, man, this guy is, like, really tough, hard as nails, and then you get, like, one fight with him, and he's just cheap. (laughs) <laughs> Remember how, like, with Kyle Lynn, it was like, you, you fight him yeah. in Mass Effect 3, and it's like, you, you just... beat him. Yeah, and then and it's then like... And then in the, the cutscene, he, he beats you. It's this crazy <laughs> thing with Trojan, where, like, in stage 4, you fight him, and he automatically blocks every single attack. You can get him into the corner of the stage, and just continuously strike your sword at him, and he will hold that shield for eternity and run your clock out. It is wow. unbelievable that there's a timer in this game with a mechanic like that in mind. Is it, is it just actually hard coded? For is it you supposed to lose this battle? No, no, no. So that would actually <laughs> okay. that would be like the first example I guess, right. of like a battle you're supposed to lose <laughs> in a game. But no, that's not that's not what's supposed to happen. You actually have to like, you know, essentially what they're try- the game is trying to tell you is don't strike first. Okay. Like, wait for Trojan to attack. So I thought Trojan was like really cheap and stupid. I was like, this is this is ridiculous. I'm going to run out of time. I'm going to run out of time. And I did run out of time several times. And then I got into this crazy strategy, which I think I talked to Sam about earlier today, which didn't sound fun at all, right? <laughs> it's, Are you just you, cheesing this thing? Or? You have to you have to crouch, okay? Strike with your um you know, you have to crouch and shield. So then he'll um he'll jump at you. And as he's jumping in the air, you want to stand back up. Strike with your sword twice, go back down and crouch with shield, and then he'll jump at you again. He'll always jump at you as long as you're crouching shield, and that'll be your window of opportunity to uh, attack him. That's that's how I fight people normally. <laughs> Just crouch and hide. I jump. Something. I run up in front of them and then crouch down. That really pisses them off, so they jump at me. Oh my god, that sounds. That just doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say this. From there, the game only, like, the bosses only get progressively less fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I only played through the, the the first two levels. I didn't get past the end of the second level. And I'm, I'm kind of grateful that I, I guess yeah. I just didn't waste my time on that. I, I spent about the same amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I bet, like, you know... It, it what's funny is is like after that you kind of like you know you've seen the Trojan fight you're only on stage four you have to go do a couple more things and I'll I'll admit that like you know the designs got kind of cool uh, yeah. as the levels go on you know you start to get like closer to the uh, I don't, is it a castle I don't really know what to say there but the I, lair it's like a lair yeah, yeah it feels more like a dungeon kind of the, thing uh, the 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 dictator's lair yeah the, yeah every dictator has a lair Wolfenstein <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then you get to stage six and you fight the boss, Trojan. Same guy. Same guy. He shows up again. Cool. This is the whole Kylin thing all mm-hmm. over again. You're like, I, I killed you. <laughs> no, he fled the scene and escaped, and now you'll fight him again. And unfortunately, it is the same exact fight. Wow. Uh, it's not, yeah, it's, I don't even. I can't even tell if it's harder. Might have been easier this time, just because I knew exactly what to do with the crouch thing. But that wasn't any fun at all. And uh, this is when the game goes into like boss rush mode. Okay, where like. You just keep fighting Trojan over and over. You've defeated Trojan, and then the very next thing is you go to the next room, and it's just like this, like, I guess like this altar kind of thing with like these, it's like a cobblestone wall and stuff like that. And Armadillon comes out again. I, I, would, I would hate that. Okay. <laughs> um, but you go to the end of the wall, and then like a man, like a man's body starts to like show from the cobblestone. Think of like, I'm talking like Kool-Aid man style thing, here, you know, where it's like, he's about to emerge and break out of the wall. That's what's happening here. The Kool-Aid guy. The shadow of Kool-Aid man. Okay. Yeah, but instead it's King Shriek. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't know where this comes from. Uh, the craziest thing about King Shriek is that he's not even in the arcade version. This is an NES exclusive boss. <laughs> Trojan. Maybe that was uh, advertised. Yeah, like it's like, you know, yeah, brand new exclusive boss. So <laughs> King Shriek is breaking out of the wall and unbeknownst to the player, the rocks that he's like essentially destroying. Isn't the way this is his lair? This is like his, yeah, I guess. He's breaking its own lair? He's breaking into his own lair. Like it's, like, it's a surprise attack. You know? <laughs> Left his keys. He's like, oh, you didn't expect me to just bust out from the wall. <laughs> So he busts out of the wall, and the rocks that keep, like, spamming all over the place, you have to dodge those. <laughs> oh, no. Like, they're doing, like, a ton of damage to you otherwise. Is this another, like, Gradius lava It's It's kind thing? of like that. I'd say it's a little more forgiving. Uh, <laughs> if you're someone like Joe. Yeah. You know, like, if you know how to play that volcano level from Gradius, you're, you're okay. <laughs> okay. Because you can dodge the projectiles. This one, you can't slice away the projectiles no. with your sword. So you do have to kind of do a little fedangling. But he does that on the right side. You defeat him on the right side. And then he just, like, comes out of the left side. Wow. <laughs> he bursts through the wall of the left side, too. So you got to take care of him both times. And then he's dead. For now. For now. Because, oh, wait. <laughs> there's another boss after that. There's a whole nother level. And you go through that level, and then at the very end of that is the boss, uh, the final boss of the game, the big bad. Anybody want to take any guesses? Uh, that was our audio engineer. <laughs> uh. I'm not even sure if we heard him. I can't see him. Uh, the the big man. It, it's close to the big uh, man. giant. <laughs> it's a big. It's a big guy. Uh, thankfully, not Trojan, but unfortunately, another sword fighter, just like Trojan. Achilles. Achilles? Actual Achilles? Achilles uh, is the name of the big bad at the end. Uh, I guess really just to like, you know, build into that Trojan War style (laughs) thing. The only other reference. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And it's Achilles, and he's this big guy, all dressed all in red. Is he a blonde hair? Long blonde hair? I don't know. I, now that I'm, I'm thinking he has blue, but now, I might just Wait, be picturing the goblin. I looked again. up the. Uh, <laughs> I looked up these guys. Like, that's weird because it doesn't look anything like him. He looks like a grown-up Trojan. Trojan looks like a little boy compared to Achilles. <laughs> okay, so okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks sort of like uh, Brad Pitt in. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And, <laughs> and he's just like, you know, he's like your final boss, if you will. Like, like he's just a master striker kind of thing. And to be honest, I didn't really care for this fight. It wasn't as hard as King Shriek. You just had to, like, use your shield a ton and, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd have no problem. I like the arcade setup a lot better where there's, like, a pit at the other end. Like, you get, you have to jump over a pit <laughs> you just get, to like, get eaten by the on, Nidhogg. <laughs> yeah. Just to, like, get onto his throne room. Because he essentially is like, this is one thing that's really cool. He's like sitting on a throne. Like, oh, I see. In, that's the, in the NES or in the arcade? Or yeah, both? That's a good question. In the arcade version, he's sitting on the throne. You're right. In the Ooh. NES version, he might just appear. Yeah. But anyway, form, there's also no pit at the at the, uh, the NES one. So that's like cool. But uh, yeah, you defeat him. And then it's like, congratulations. You did it. Goodbye. Well, I thought. This was sort of like Ghosts and Goblins, where you had to beat it twice to get the actual ending. Funny enough that you should mention that, that uh, that's not the case in the NES version. Oh. But it was the case in the arcade version. The arcade version. The, the arcade, arcade version, version didn't beat have... the game twice? The arcade version has you beat the game twice. The funny thing in the arcade version is that the first time you beat the game, including beating Achilles, it's not like Achilles yeah. is the secret final boss at the end. You defeat Achilles, and then the arcade version says... Congratulations, you did it. Things are probably okay now. (laughs) It says the word probably, (laughs) implying that you should do this whole thing again. And then you do it again, and it, like, reassures you that, like, Okay, we're good this time. <laughs> so it's not even that that's drastically the only different. It's just that's the only difference. Yes, that's the only difference. The second playthrough, it's just like <laughs> prove that you wow. can beat this game twice. But later that same, it day. just doesn't equivocate <laughs> at the end of the second one. Later that same day is a nostalgia meme. <laughs> that's like that's a thing that we see in these NES games. It's always the same thing. Like, but the NES game is nice enough to assure you the first time that you've done a good job. Yeah. It's like you thank you for beating the game, you know, You're and maybe probably that's, fine. Maybe that's because you, you know, you went through like six stages and a boss rush <laughs> to beat the game. Like that's really hard if you think about it. I would assume so. It was so, hard it was hard enough for me to go through too. Yeah. So some people have said that for the difficulty level of the game that uh Trojan's actually a little more forgiving in the NES version. I beg to differ. <laughs> yeah. I think the NES version's very hard. Yeah. I mean, I thought, I mean, obviously, again, I mean, I found it hard too, but I, I, I also just didn't give it that much of a chance. Uh huh. So I think that. What, what? If you don't mind me asking, other than like the fact that you weren't getting far, what took you out of this game that you said like I'm not going to continue to go? Because we talk about Ghost and Goblins, you know, yeah. and that like hurt, but we continued to play. Yeah. Let me I, hear it. I found that it was just too simple for like. I know that you have more range of like you, there are more angles of block and, and 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 stuff like that, but I just found that the um that there wasn't a lot of verticality at least. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemies were it, it just felt too much like kung fu. Gotcha. And you are right about that, actually. If you think about the level design of Ghost and Goblins, that's actually a pretty good level design. Yeah. I wouldn't say Trojans on that level. Mm. No. I'd say that it's, it was it's pretty like I mean it's got it's got cool art the the music ain't bad mm-hmm. but I was unenthused I felt I had played this game before but without the the sword gotcha uh Sam um yeah I don't know I when I was playing it it, it was just I I don't know the controls just didn't click with me I know that's kind of like weird because there's not that many of them 
but <laughs> the fact that you can just go up to a guy and then press a button and he's dead, you know, then I'm thinking like, why do I need all this other stuff? Right. right. You know, why do I need to be able to crouch? Why do I need to be able to do all this? And like, you can crouch or you can jump. And I get that there's variety and that was cool, but I felt like it wasn't like it, it not that it wasn't well implemented, but it wasn't always essential that you have all these different elements to your character. And when it was, it was kind of janky, I thought. Nice. Going in the jank folder. No, I, I wouldn't okay. say in the jank folder because it does feel like a very like solid, complete game. That's good. We haven't had a game in the jank folder in a while. Well, um, I, I, did, I wasn't here for the episode. Oh, but, you would have put those things right, uh, in, right karate, in the uh, What, Karate Champion? Yeah, Karate Champ. <laughs> karate Champ. Yeah, that, that's, that's deep in the jank folder. Right in the jank folder. <laughs> it's in the bottom of the jank folder. It's in the bowels I'll of the jank folder. I'll say something cool, though. Uh, as, a, um, as a reward for beating the game, other than not having to beat it twice, uh, one thing that's really cool about the NES version is when you beat the game, afterwards it gives you, like, the name of all the enemies and stuff like that, but also does, like, a little, like, pixel art like portrait for each enemy in the game oh. and i would say like this is like it almost makes me think like why aren't the graphics this good because the <laughs> pixel art is really well done for hmm. these um for these enemy portraits i'll have to show you guys later yeah but please. for anybody who's um who's considering trekking through the game i think it's actually worth it for that pixel art alone and if you don't want to trek through the game just look it up google but, it yeah google <laughs> it but i think it's a nice it's a nice payoff other than just like you know, so many things that we see now is just like text that says like yeah. you did it. Congratulations. Like you probably won. But later yeah. that same day. <laughs> probably won. <laughs> oh man. So uh just a few more things, if you guys don't mind. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> just a little housekeeping here. So this this is a Capcom joint. We talked about that. Some people believe that this is Capcom's actual f- their first go at developing an NES game, uh, that the other ones were all, like, ports, uh, including 1942, though I can't find any record that 1942 was developed out of house. Yeah. For the NES versions I'm talking about. Obviously, Capcom was the developer on the arcade versions of all these. Yeah. But apparently this is their first go at the NES version uh, of anything, so that's a big uh, step for 1987 yeah. in general, is just that, like, you know, a major third-party company is learning to actually use the hardware, and sure enough, we're going to see a bunch of big games from Capcom on the system, so it's oh, good yeah. that they're uh, they're working on it. <laughs> it's good that they're learning now. So I think, like, with that in mind, you know, like, there's not that many kinks, so I think that's, like, really, that says something for Capcom's quality. Yeah, no, I never, I never, like, a lot of the games we played, like, that are third party so far have been, have actually had technical issues, like Slow Down and, and uh, Sprite, flicker or actual sprite uh loss and it's it's good to see um the third party kind of get it together already or uh just have the same annoying song for the entire game right right (laughs) i thought the music in this game was pretty good it it was like one of those things where at first i was like i don't i don't know if i even like this (laughs) but but i did wind up liking it stockholm Uh, syndrome yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i did wind (laughs) up liking it i think like that that stage two one um, the stage two is really good for some reason. I I, I can't even hum it if I want to. Yeah, we'll probably just play like, it now. I just I really like that for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't play it right now, but <laughs> you didn't. We'll play it right. I, I played it. We'll play it right now. <gasps> no, we can, no. Okay, no, only Mike yet. can uh, signal it. Okay, Mike. Whenever you're ready. I, I'll, no, I'll <laughs> signal this though. Uh, so I I was looking like pretty deep into this game because I think it's pretty obvious. I've been talking the most. I I kind of dig this game. 
Okay. Uh, I'm not in love with it, <laughs> but I dig it. So I was trying to find something, you know, uh, about this game from the development side, like, you know, a developer interview or something. And I wasn't having much success with anything, and I couldn't find anything from the directors or anything like that. But I did find um, one of Capcom's employees, Yoichi Igawa. Um, he was talking about Trojan, and uh, this is the only developer thing I could find. So I'm going to read it. It's actually pretty cohesive, Sean. So uh, it's not one of those like uh. Nintendo rambles. <laughs> we wanted to make a game where you push buttons. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, they got it. They nailed it. Uh, we, like okay. to, we like to hide pairs of shoes in the sewer. <laughs> huh. So here's uh, here's Yoichi. Here's what he had to say about it. He goes, "This was the first game I made when I joined Capcom, and being my first game, I hit the wall pretty quickly. There was one stage that gave me a ton of problems." And I remember getting its music stuck in my head over and over, even when I tried to sleep. <laughs> the character that gave me the most trouble was the final boss, the Sword King Achilles. I put so much time into him, trying to make him strong. There's one other memory I have of Trojan. On the day of the deadline, I was riding my bike down the expressway to deliver the character slash sprite roms but I accidentally dropped the ROM chips, and they were scattered across the road. I realized it right away and stopped my bike, but this was a very busy road. And right before my eyes, I watched all those chips get crushed to pieces. Oh, dear. It was a cruel scene. Now, I can laugh about it, but at the time, my heart was sunk. That sounds... Like I mean, that wasn't really about the development of the game. <laughs> he just kind of well, I think a... he, like it was interesting that he was thinking about like, you know, the he was he himself was That's... playing like playtesting this game as a, as the designer, but also just like, well, not the designer. Sorry, I, I forget who the designer was, but like just like as one of the programmers on the game, and like he's trying to like fight Achilles and making him as hard as possible yeah, while yeah. still beatable. And so I think that part was interesting. But the ROM ship thing is just, like, tragic. <laughs> I know. Like, it sounds like he's I not feel, really over it. Yeah, I feel bad for him. <laughs> I mean, it's probably, like his, it's probably like his most memorable moment from the whole development period, you know? Yeah. And I think it's okay because he is now the executive corporate officer and director of Capcom Co., Oh, good for so him. So he's, uh, he's doing okay. He's that's doing probably, just fine. That's probably a nice job. Yep. Uh, yeah, it is probably a nice job, considering the CEO of Capcom. I'm, I'm just... Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. Not, we don't have a CEO of Capcom position here. I was, just, I was trying to find out compensations. Are you um, trying to figure out how much money he makes? Yeah, I was trying to figure out how much money he makes as this guy, but uh, we can't really get that. But um, apparently, if you're the CEO of a video game company in Japan, you can see, um, like... Somewhere of like one hundred to four hundred million yen. So Mike is just idly Wikipediaing how, things over here. How much, <laughs> how, much how much is yen? I, I was trying to actually think that is out it too. Close to like a thousand to one. Let's find out. A four hundred million yen is three million dollars. Yeah. So so that's it, actually realistic. Thank goodness. Yeah. I was like, so stupid. Like, I was like, <laughs> he makes four hundred million yen. It's like Michael Jordan's salary. You know, it's like you would think, but it's not. It's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you hear four hundred million yen, you would think it's one of those things where it's like, while he sleeps, a thousand people don't even make as much money as him. Like, that's not true though. The video game designers, who knew? They don't make that much money. <laughs> who knew? Thank you.
about, guys, before we move on is the, you know, kind of the weird addition, other than King Sheik, uh, <laughs> King Shriek, the weird addition to this game. Sheik. Yeah. And you know what, though? I was always thinking, like, the Iron Sheik, you know, yeah. from WWF. So, <laughs> uh, but no, it's King Shriek, and he's actually the Kool-Aid man, so it doesn't matter at all. But... One thing uh, that they added was a two-player fighting mode. Yeah, and this is something that I only really read about because I did not have a second player. How sad. Yes. Me too. I did not If have Joe a were here, he might have had a Joe, second Joe player. Joe would have had 11,000 friends to play this yeah. game with. He's Mr. <laughs> Mr. NES. Uh, <laughs> he loves to play uh, NES games with his... Um, his sister. His sister, his brother, his... And his friend uh, Mark. Yep. Even when his other brother's playing Fortnite, he's like, I'd rather play Duck Hunt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is true. Episode four will uh, we'll <laughs> That's tell a callback. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> so the only reason why I really want to talk about this is... It's not, it's not good, the two-player fighting mode. I mean, it's interesting. It's another thing added to the game that's kind of cool, but uh, it doesn't get any extra bonus points for me from being in there because it's not competent enough. But we got to talk about the fact that this is Capcom's very first attempt at a fighting game. Yeah. You know, and I, we know how that went. <laughs> yeah, that was the last one they made, and uh, they've been dissolved as a company since. And no, I mean, obviously, I thought they were pretty successful with fighting games. Yeah, yeah, they do. A, they do a pretty good job. I mean, even some of the fighting games are so good that they have their title, like the company's title, is in the game. Yeah. So it's like Marvel versus. Oh, I thought it was DC yeah. versus Capcom. I don't think no, <laughs> no. Um, I thought we were both playing stupid now. Not at all. No, no, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> no one here is <laughs> stupid. We're talking about Marvel vs. Capcom. We're talking about Street Fighter. We're talking about... Um, uh, what else do they Tekken? do? They, no, no, they don't do Tekken. No, That's like no, our rival. <laughs> <laughs> they were like dominating that scene, and then Mortal Kombat stepped in, and then, and then just Mortal when Kombat they was just like finish him. And yeah, then... exactly. And then just when Mortal Kombat was like enough of their problems, then Tekken comes in and like <laughs> is like, hey, what how about three D fighting games? And they were like, well, we're working on Street Fighter three. <laughs> Even if it's not 3D. But, uh, no, I just thought that was cool to mention. Uh, you know, it's just like a sword fighting game where you just, like, You basically each just other. fight yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're so, yeah, it's two Trojans fighting each other. Yeah. Um, Does it have any cool, like, like levels? Or, no, you know? it's it's just it's the backdrops from the game. Okay. Uh, so nothing, like, you know, if anything's unique, it's that there's, like, a unique winning sound effect. Okay. Uh, that's cool. At least it wasn't like the stage complete thing. Yeah. That is way too triumphant. Uh, <laughs> da, 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 da. No, I'm not going to do the whole thing. You got to listen to the episode for that. Uh, well, the episode you're currently listening to. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, you, <laughs> you don't get rewarded. Stick to the end. Uh, you'll hear it. But that's the uh, that's the fighting game aspect of it in a nutshell. Another another aspect of the game. Oh, uh, that's great. All right. It's a great uh, tangent. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's a tangent, and this is Trojan, and we're going to do the Essential Games List. All right, it's the Essential Games List, and you know what that means. We're going to vote on whether we like this game or not <laughs> in 2018 standards, not in 1987 standards. So I think because we've been kind of clear on our feelings about this game, I would like to hear, like, your 1987 feelings about this game, you know, like where where is this for you? As like, is it a, is it a disappointment on the system at this point, or would this be a nice game in your catalog, Sean? Okay, so if I had just picked this game up and it's 1987, and I have only really a couple games so far that are even designed like this, 
I would be very interested in it. I like the setting. Um, I think uh, it's it's very challenging, so I'll have some hours sunk into it. Um, and uh, I would probably really really like this game. But but it's 2018. Yeah, let's hear it. And I can tell that this is going to be a trend. There's going to be a lot of games like this. Um, so this is just the it's not, I'm, copycat's not the right word here, but like. It's the first time for that we're seeing something like this again, so it certainly won't be the last. Yes, exactly. So I would say that I really like what they tried to do with the setting, um, and they, they they do have a couple interesting mechanics in there, but it's not enough. It, it feels too much like a game we played however many weeks ago now. Yeah, it's been a so long time now. It is, to me, inessential. Sam. All right. Um. Yeah, kind of along the same lines as Sean. Uh, I, I think if I was a kid, I would be really stoked for this game because it has, I mean, it's like what, like an action uh, side-scroller platformer kind of, pla- not really a platformer, but... You're making it sound so exciting. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing. If I was a kid, I'd probably be really excited by this. Like, oh, my God, with armor and a sword and a shield. Like, dope, you know? Mm-hmm. Dope. It's the, it's the 80s. Hey, Calvunga. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, there's just so many like, so many games are like this that I, I I can't name them off the top of my head. But you just go into like I feel like any arcade and there's a game like this that mm. you played or something like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games or it like doesn't this, stand or, out enough for you. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's just not it, this this kind of game is just so generic now as a game. But I don't think it would have been then necessarily, especially as like a home console game. Um. So it is not essential in my book. Cool. Uh, I'm in the same boat here. I think like, and this is the, in my opinion, the nostalgia difference is we're not talking about these games being good in chronological order. I mean, it's important to keep that context in mind when we're doing the show. But at the end of the day, it does come down to are these games still worth playing today? And so I think we're all in agreement in agreement that like this is a great game in 1987. I I definitely feel like it's an improvement over Kung Fu in every way possible. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, I think it has a lot of charm, even if it is tough. It doesn't have that um, that Ghosts and Goblins factor to it, where it's like so hard. But I think also Ghosts and Goblins was kind of complemented by its level design a little more than mm-hmm. this game is. And it's just like it's small little things like that, where it's like if I didn't like Ghosts and Goblins in, I'm definitely not letting Trojan in. So for me, Trojan is also not essential. Yeah. All right, that's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time for Pro Wrestling, and be sure to play it yourself if you can. For more Nostalgia, visit us at NostalgiaCast.com. That's N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A-Cast.com. There you'll find tons of crazy articles, as well as all the show notes for every episode, including some detailed thoughts and other little fun facts about the games, and some screenshots, too, if you're into that kind of thing. If you're into that kind of thing. Sam, are you into that kind of thing? Uh, Screenshots? Screenshots? Of the games. What games? Uh, all of the games we played so far in chronological order. Uh, f- for what system? The NES. The any like the original like the, the like the, the Nintendo N- Entertainment System. Oh wow! Uh, now I'm interested. <laughs> I don't know why I just said sister. I said <laughs> the Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment, Entertainment Sister. Oh hmm. uh, wow, that's bad. Uh, but no, we're <laughs> we're talking about the NES, and uh, again, that's all the time we have for this episode. But 
Feel free to contact us at contact at nostalgicast.com and let us know how you feel about Trojan or any other games that are coming up soon. We'd love to hear your thoughts and either feature you on the episode or write back to you. You know, anything. The sky is the limit, guys. We are currently a free podcast, and we want to stay that way only if people continue to listen because then we'll have to charge the non-listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep us uh, keep us alive, guys. Uh, I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on Esposito Film on Twitter. I love you. Let's talk soon.